Parashas told us. In this week's parasha, we have the bracha that Yitzchak Avinu gave to Yaakov Avinu V'yitin L'chohu Elokim, Mital HaShemayim U'mishmani Ha'aret. And Rashi says that the reason why the Pasuk uses the word Elokim is because Elokim is Midas Adin. Meaning that the bracha to Yaakov Avinu and to all of Klal Yisrael was that if they are worthy, if they are Roy, then they should have, and if not, then they shouldn't. Meaning it should work with the system of Midas Adin. Later in the parasha, when Yitzchak Avinu gives a bracha to Esav, he said, that you should live off the fat of the land. And he didn't use the word Elokim, he just said that you should have. Meaning that there's a difference between Ayid and Egoi. And Shlomo HaMelech followed Yitzchak's lead, and he said, when he built the Beis HaMikdash, he davened the tefillah, that Hashem should accept the tefillahs of Ayid who comes to the Beis HaMikdash. And over there he uses the wording that that Hashem, you know his heart, and you should give him what is in his heart, meaning you should give him what he's worthy of and what matches with his heart and what's good for him. But he also davened that a goy's tefillah should be answered in the Beis HaMikdash, and, he, and there he did not say this. He said, whatever he asks you for, you should listen. And Rashi explains the reason. Because Ayid believes in Hashem. And Ayid will be matzik all of us hadin. Ayid will say, when, if Hashem does not give him what he wants, he'll say, that I understand that Hashem is right, and Hashem has cheshboinus, and, and there are reasons why Hashem does things, and he keeps his amuna. But a guy will be koiratagr, a guy will complain, and it will be a chil Hashem, and a guy will just say, oh, Hashem doesn't accept tefillahs, or whatever he'll say, chas v'shalom, whatever he'll say, kaveyachal, against Hashem, and therefore it will be a chil Hashem. So at least in the Beis HaMikdash, when a guy comes to Daven, Shleim HaMelech says that Hashem should accept all of his tefillahs. I think that this is something that is commonly misunderstood. It means really what we're learning from here is that when a Yid Davens, it's not necessarily answered. And that is true. Not every single tefillah is answered exactly in the way that we want it to be. And we see that that happens. But... I think that there is a misunderstanding in what's, what a person is supposed to take from here in his approach to tefillah. And we can parallel it with a similar misunderstanding that we have in Bitochen. Because in Bitochen we also have these two aspects. We say over and over again in this shir that Bitochen means that a person is supposed to be Baiteach in Hashem, that Hashem will send him as Yeshua. And this is something that is quoted in Psukim and in Memori Chazal, and in Midrashim, and in Gimaris, and in Sifri Tzadikim, over and over and over again. There are literally hundreds of Mara Mekoyimists that say this explicitly. And at the same time, in the event that something doesn't work out, and things don't go as planned, a person is mechuyiv to say that whatever Hashem did is the best and Hashem is toiv, and Hashem is good, and Hashem has my best interests in mind. And, and the Bitochen switches over from, I know Hashem will help me, to Hashem has his chashbainus, and I believe in him, and I know that he runs the world, pratis, and, I, and I'm matzdekal of asadin. And a person is supposed to do that. They're supposed to change their Bitochen to thinking that everything that Hashem does is completely perfect, and good, and is the best thing in the world. Now, Really, when a person approaches Bitochen, and you say to a person that they're supposed to have Bitochen in Hashem, that Hashem will bring them the Yeshua, two questions right away come to mind. Number one, 
I've known people that have done that, or maybe a person in their own experience, they've had such a betachen, and it didn't pan out. And it's too late, the situation is over. It just didn't happen. So what about that? That raises a question, number one. And number two, if that will happen, what will you tell me then? So then I'll tell you that everything does, that everything that Hashem does is good and perfect and is the best. So then right now I start thinking that maybe it won't happen and then I will be able to say that everything Hashem does is good. It means, how do I have these two things at the same time? Which is why many people prefer to adapt the attitude of bitachen is just that I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. Just what everything, everything, everything that Hashem does is fine and is perfect and is good. But that contradicts hundreds of Maram That contradicts Psukim and Memori Chazal, Medrashim Gemaris and Sifi Sadikim. So that can't be. So how do we match these two things? And the answer is the way we're supposed to match these two things is we're supposed to approach Bitochen that my responsibility is to believe that Hashem will help me. And that alone brings about Yeshua's. That is what the Psukim say and the Medrashim. That is what it says. A person is supposed to believe in Hashem, that Hashem will help them, and that Bitochen alone helps to bring Yeshua's. And at the same time, what happens if it doesn't work out? Now, when a person is being baitech in a situation, there is no if. It is going to work out. But we have seen sometimes that it doesn't. So in the event that it doesn't, then the person shifts over to a different mindset, an opposite mindset. And they say, I know that everything Hashem does is good. And what does this have to do with our Rashi and Tefillah? I think that because people know that sometimes Hashem doesn't answer their Tefillahs, they daven in a way that's already like, I don't know, maybe, maybe Hashem will answer me, maybe not. What's our approach to tefillah? And I think it's wrong. I think that the approach to tefillah still has to be, Hashem yaneinu biyam kareinu, hamelech yaneinu biyam kareinu. Hashem listens to our tefillahs when we daven to Him. We are close to Hashem, the Pazik says in Dvarim, b'chol kareinu elav. Every, every time we cry to Hashem, Hashem listens to tefillahs. There's psukim and tilim like that. And that's the simple explanation of tefillah. That's the experiential way that a person davens. When you daven to Hashem, you're asking Him for something because you expect Him to answer you. And you expect Him to do what you're asking for. Now, in the event that He doesn't, of course we won't be kairatagah. Of course we won't complain. There won't be a chil Hashem because we're matzik hadin. We understand that Hashem has His chashboinus. And Hashem's chashboinus could be to sometimes say no. And Hashem, that could be. But that's not the approach to tefillah. The approach to tefillah is the same approach that we have to bitachan. That my tefillah is that I'm asking Hashem for something, and I, if I can't say that, I mamish expect that, that I know that it's going to happen, but more likely than not, Hashem will answer my tefillah. And that's the natural expectation. Like a child who asks something of their father. If a child comes over to the father and says, could I have something? And the father has the thing, and it's good for the child, and the child is asking in a way that makes sense, and it's something that doesn't, it's not a burden, that the parent could easily give it to them. It could be that the parent has a very outside good reason why they don't give it, but the child will be shocked. Why don't you give me this thing? You have it. It's very easy for you. There's no obvious explanation why I shouldn't have it. It's something that I need. I'm asking in a good way for a good reason. The expectation is that the father will give to the child. And it's the same thing when a person davens to Hashem. The expectation is that his tefillah will be fulfilled. Yes, there's a Gemara about you and Tefillah. It means something completely different. Taisus and Rashi both explain that Gemara. It's not a question at all on what we're saying. So, 
when a person approaches tefillah, that's the expectation. Now, the problem is that many times a person, his experience is that he has daven for things and they didn't happen. So it's like the son who asked the father many times and it didn't come true. That's the Nisayin. The Nisayin of tefillah is to hold on to our Hamuna and Hashem, that He will answer our tefillahs. He's a Shemea tefillah, He's an Oyna tefillah, He answers tefillahs. And He answers us when we call to Him. And the same is with Bitochen. Our responsibility in Bitochen is to trust in Hashem, that Hashem will fulfill our trust in Him by sending us Yeshua's. I, afterwards, I'm going to change my story and I'm going to sing a different song. True, that's afterwards. Maybe these things are a contradiction. How do you live with these two things at the same time? You don't. You don't have to live with them at the same time. When you're in the situation beforehand, you're betech that Hashem is going to send you the Yeshua. When a person is davening, the expectation is Hashem is going to listen to his tefillahs. If later we have to switch and be matzik all of a sudden, we'll do that then. But in the meantime, we know that Hashem answers all of our tefillahs and He brings us Yeshua's through bitachon. Good Shabbos.